1: Well, today is one of those days where I have so many stories in front of me. I kind of feel like a kid in a candy store back in the day with money in my pocket. I don't even know I don't even know where to begin. This is truth to ponder with Bob Beerman. So, let me go through some of this paperwork that I have in front of me and some of the things I've got ready to go on a screen, just just some of the news stories that I've been reading. Literally since since last night, and one greeted me this morning. Uh, I had an email that somebody said, "Hey, t- take a look at this um, Twitter, this little tweet." And this tweet was from uh, you know Brad Rassensberger. He is the Secretary of State in in the uh, state of Georgia, where we spent a lot of time. I spent many years of my life in the state of Georgia, a- and. Brad has the audacity, and I'm just going to come out and say it: the man is, the man is desperate. He's desperate right now to get reelected this year as Secretary of State, the failed Secretary of State in Georgia. And I'll give you a few reasons why I think that he should resign, not even be running for for election. He's bragging about we're going to have. A really great election this year. We we we've plugged all the holes. We've fixed all the problems. You know, we're not going to have all this ballot harvesting because you know it's illegal. It always has been in the state of Georgia. Ballot harvesting, but you know when ballot harvesting was occurring and people were trying to show that to Brad Raffensperger, the failed Secretary of State of the state of Georgia, the Rhino. Secretary of State, who, by the way, was communicating with Dominion voting machines, people, using his own personal Gmail account. And we found that out later. That's illegal in the state of Georgia. But, hey, he's Brad. Brad can do whatever he wants because he's the Secretary of State. If you don't believe him, just ask his right-hand man, Gabe Sterling, the one that was there in the press conference. This has to stop. It was a fair election. The evidence is increasingly saying otherwise. And so Brad has got a lot of nerve now to even be on Twitter, even to be running for secretary of state after he lied over and over and over again to the people of Georgia and failed the people of Georgia, entered into what I consider a totally illegal deal with Stacey Abrams. To allow this ballot harvesting, and don't forget the millions upon millions of dollars—like it was a huge amount. I think like forty million—I can't remember—but it was huge. The amount of money that Mark Zuckerberg of the company we now call Meta, the Metaverse, which is Twi- which is <laughs> Facebook, plowed all this money into having these these ballot boxes and. And special ways of getting people to vote, but only in Democrat-rich counties like Gwinnett, a lot of them in Fulton, and of course DeKalb County, a little bit in Cobb County. They spent all this money where they knew they could harvest some votes, and they harvested plenty, considering that... um, that Donald Trump lost the state of Georgia by about, what was it, 11,000 votes? Maybe, I can't remember. I think it's like 11,000. We now know that there were hundreds of thousands of questionable votes put in by just a handful of mules that were harvesting ballots. And, you know, there's video now. You see a guy at 4 o'clock in the morning Standing in front of one of these boxes and fanning out all the ballots and taking a picture. Why? Because they were getting paid per ballot. They were showing, I've got 80 ballots here or 150 or 300 ballots. Word in the street was they were getting paid between 5 and $10 a ballot. There's some people that made some serious coin during the election of 2020. Illegally. But see, back then, Rassenberger was saying, our elections have integrity. There is nothing wrong. Uh, Too bad that Trump lost. Kemp was the same way, the governor. Hopefully soon to be, along with Rassenberger, the former governor and former secretary of state. It's funny now watching Kemp the Rhino. He's throwing he's throwing onto the bus. It's all his fault why everything went wrong. Don't blame me. Vote for me. I'm your guy. I'm 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 Mr. Kemp here, you know. I'm I'm close to China too and I want to bring some of that Chinese money to Atlanta. So that's what I woke up to this morning. That stupid tweet from a little Man That has no business being the secretary of state in the state of Georgia. He's an embarrassment. Uh, I mean, the damage he has done is going to take years to undo and the damage because of him and other secretaries of state. And other cheating that occurred, and yes, it is cheating. I'm going to just come out and say they, there are people that willfully stole the election. To me, that is treason. They should be arrested on charges of treason and tried on charges of treason. And if they are treasonous, well, let the chips fall where they may or even the gallows fall where they may. That's my I'm serious. I've had enough. I've had enough of stolen elections. I've had enough of the gay lobby taking over Disney and corrupting children. I've had enough of all of it. I can't deal with this any longer. We are going down a sewer socially, economically, spiritually. We are being destroyed from within. Everybody in the mainstream media from back in 2020, just talking about the election again real quick, they were saying, well, you know, it's a big lie. Nobody stole the elections. Move on. Put on your face mask. Take a vaccine. That's all it became. You know, it is to me, there's no argument that the left wants to silence Christians and the church anybody that tells the truth about what they're really doing, they want to silence. Look at Twitter. You know, I Hats off to Elon Musk. He's now going to be on their board of directors. I bet they can't stand that because he's been complaining. A lot of very credible people that have been proven right over the past two years of this pandemic were bounced off Twitter. They had their accounts canceled. Why? Because they spoke truth. And Twitter is now the Orwellian minister of truth, or ministry of truth. You you must conform to their norm, or else you are banished, and you're made a non-person. When you look, for example, let's go to um, in talking about some of the election thefts. Okay, you you find out that in places like, oh, I don't know, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, there were like 137,000-plus ballots unlawfully trafficked in Wisconsin. Well, Trump only lost by a handful of votes in Wisconsin. Michigan, same thing. Pennsylvania, there's still questions that I have. Where did these ballots that left by a truck from someplace in Long Island, New York, bound for Pennsylvania, where did they go? The truck driver took these hundreds of thousands of ballots from some place in Long Island to Pennsylvania. He comes to, he gets up in the morning and the trailer's gone off his rig. He can't find it. And nobody knows where these ballots went to. Well, I know where they went to. They were stuffed into boxes anywhere that Zuckerberg put in those stupid boxes. And who knows how many dead people... People in nursing homes, people in mental institutions, people that uh, have never voted before. But, you know, because they mailed a ballot to everybody, now we, we don't know which one is the real or the, or the fraud ballot. The election was stolen. Let's just be honest about it. MSNBC will never admit it. CNN will never admit it. But then again, they're morally, spiritually, and journalistically bankrupt, so they lie anyway. So so Who cares? So there's my take. Rafsenberger and Kemp in Georgia. The Rhino Club. They they, they want all the benefits of politics for themselves and their personal egos. And they have failed the people of Georgia. And my prayer is, my prayer is that those two reprobates, and I call them that for a reason. They're phonies. They're frauds. They're dangerous to the people of the state of Georgia. They... And I I don't care, you know, it's not a matter of supporting one candidate over another. It's just that I would have accepted if Biden won, if he really won, but he didn't. And if you look at the swing states where this is where all the Zuckerbucks went, is the only place that we suddenly had, to give you an idea, just before I leave this topic behind and move on to something else, it is now estimated that that vote harvesting accounted for uh, people that got paid to find these ballots, illegal ballots, by virtually every law in every state. 4.8 million phony ballots were counted. And see, while while these states can say, well, the counting process was accurate— If you have mixed in illegal, fraudulent, and phony ballots to that count, then the count is is worthless. But time has gone by, and you know and I know nothing will happen. They're not going to decertify the election. The fraud will stand. The damage is immense and will take decades to recover. In my opinion, we are I I worry about the 2022 election and the 2024 election. I don't think it's really been fixed. I think that I think that come come the fall, we'll have the fourth variant of something or other. Oh, we got to mask up again and let's put out those ballot boxes for 2022 because we got to stay home, stay safe. Vote from home. (laughs) Mail the ballots to everybody again. That's where we're heading. I've said it a hundred times in the last few months. I know it. And I know I'm being repetitive and I'm sorry. We are not going to fix the ills of this nation. You're not going to fix the ills of your nation in Canada or anywhere else at a ballot box. Those days are over. I've been voting for 50 years. It's not fixed. It gets worse. Oh, It really comes down to this. The leftist of this world, the satanically inspired people of this world, they get their two steps forward, but they take one step back to make most people that are conservatives think they won something. We won a big battle today. We won this. And they don't realize how much they've really lost over the past 50 years. They may have taken a hundred steps forward and fifty steps back. They're fifty steps ahead of the game. We're on the losing end. And if you don't believe me, you know, just do you explain to me where you think all of this stuff is actually getting better? It's it's consistently it's consistently getting worse. I can remember sixty years ago when I was just a little child. You know, about eight years old. It was safe to put on the TV on Sunday night and watch The Wonderful World of Disney. How many great movies did even my my dad see? And, you know, when you go back to the 30s and 40s and 50s of, of Disney's, uh, one, their, their G-rated stuff that was all family-friendly, and they had Disneyland. I can remember as a little kid, this is long before Disney World came into Orlando. I'm saying we're talking like 1960, oh, 465. I always wanted to go to Disneyland in California, and ironically, I did get a chance. Another story for another day. Um, it was a very tender and very touching time uh, that I'll, I'll share with you some other day, how I ended up going from Georgia to California and had a, an opportunity to spend, you know, enjoy that childhood dream. I was like in my 30s when that happened. And, and uh, you know, yeah, I was kind of too old for some of the rides they had. But I did them anyway. They were, they were quality times. I can remember, you know, the children growing up, grandkids too. There were so many Disney movies, Snow White, Seven Dwarfs, all these things you could – You know, you didn't worry about them. You didn't worry about them. Goofy, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. You didn't worry. As a kid, I used to watch the Mickey Mouse Club on TV. M-O-S, you remember, you know, (laughs) Mickey Mouse, M-I-C-K-E-Y, M-O-U-S-E. You know, you can remember that, F Funicello. I mean, it was safe television. But something happened. Now, I can't speak for the morals or morality of Walt Disney and the inner circle of Disney in that era. They may have been terrible people. They may have been the nicest, uh, most moral people on the face of the earth. It's irrelevant. The product they provided to America and the world, well, it was G-rated, and they kept it that way. And then it changed. Now, you have Pixar. You have other companies attached to Disney and they started moving from G to PG and then R rated material from their various sub companies. And as I played for you yesterday, and I think I'm going to play in case you missed this yesterday. I, I want to share this so you don't forget this. This, this is that you need to hear it. It only lasts a minute or so, but it's it's vitally important. I want this to be really embedded in your mind. The mainstream media has totally misrepresented a bill signed last week by Governor Ron DeSantis here in Florida. The bill's only, only target was to say to teachers in public schools, you're not the ones to be talking about sexuality, uh, transgenderism, uh gay tendencies or any of that to kids that are basically kindergarten to the third grade in other words it restricts conversations of sexual identity for older kids to age appropriate and also allows the parents to be notified um, of anything going on in that regard in the school that's it this is not a you can't say gay, Bill. That's that. That was the that was the lie perpetuated by the media, and and so it's been misrepresented. And a lot of corporations, like you know AT and T, among others, you know they're all. whole oh, that's a terrible thing. And then Disney, Disney has been infiltrated and is now owned, as far as I'm concerned, by the LGBTQ plus whatever monopoly. You know. I'll call it mafia for all I care. They are they are hell-bent, and I say that sincerely because of their hellish agenda. Oh, yeah, they're going to call it the Don't Say Gay Bill. You have um, this person who works for Disney, an executive producer. Her name is Latoya Raveno. Raveno. Latoya Raveno. And... She was in, in kind of a conference Zoom call, and she's just coming out and telling all her fellow executives, you know, what she is most proud of. Now, I want you to listen carefully. This, this is about what she is putting into what, this is what she is pushing at Disney. Every chance she gets, this is what, this is Latoya Ravenel, an executive producer at Disney. Listen carefully to the words she says.
2: Like, I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like, informative part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career. And I'd heard, you know, you can hear whispers. Like, I'd, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little, like, sus when I started. And, but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard. On my little pocket of, like, you know, Proud Family Disney TVA, um, the showrunners were super welcoming, Meredith Roberts, and, like, the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to, like, my, like, not at all secret gay agenda. And so, like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like, maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess, like, something must have happened in the last like, like they're turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that, like, momentum that I felt, like, that sense of I don't have to be afraid to, like, let's have these two characters kiss. Let's, in the background, like, I was just, wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to, like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud them. But, like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me.
1: LaToya Ravenel, gloating about her... Not at all secret gay agenda. She wants to add queerness to children's shows. I mean, this is what's happening at Disney. That gets special treatment in the state of Florida. Maybe that should be revoked. All of it. Uh, there's also, in that report, there's Alan March outlined his group has a tracker to guarantee they can generate. You ready for this? This is Disney stuff. They now have a tracker to guarantee they generate a sufficient amount of gender non-conforming characters. They want trans characters in Disney. And they don't want to use terms. You've heard this before. This is nothing new. No more ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls like it used to say at the Magic Kingdom. It's, that's all gone. It's all gone. It's reprehensible. And I'll tell you what, it's pure evil. These are the institutions, these are the corporations that at one time, you enjoyed taking your family to these places. And now today, they have been infiltrated by those that want to corrupt and destroy. And have them come into their circle of evil. There's going to be judgment from God for all of these individuals. Now, before I move on to a different topic, I want to finish up a couple of thoughts. There's a guy you probably never heard of. Maybe you have, but you need to, shall we say, know about what's going on outside of, you know, maybe the world you live within. His name is Brandon Robertson. He goes by the, you know, he's Reverend Brandon Robertson. And, and he's an author, he's a theologian, at least that's what he says. He's the uh, lead pastor of a church called the Metania Ch- uh, Church, which is a digital progressive faith community. Well, When you hear that, you ought to know where we're heading. Digital uh, progressive faith community. Now, What's surprising about Brandon Robertson, he is a gay LGBTQ activist, but, but where did he go to school? And this is no reflection on the school. I'm just saying this is getting into a lot of places. Uh, he has his Bachelor of Arts in Pastoral Ministry and Theology from Moody Bible Institute in Chicago moody bible institute in chicago that's where his degree is from and he added another degree um, a master of uh, theological studies and school of theology and also political science and public administration from eastern illinois university and he now resides as an activist in washington dc now so so why is this guy important it's because a lot of this new digital church look the megachurch is in trouble because of some scandal. I mean, Hillsong is in big problems right now. They're imploding. Church is pulling out. There's scandal after scandal. And, and this church is a wealthy church body, Hillsong, because of all the money they make off music royalties. It's a business machine pretending it's a nonprofit. And it's got some pretty, pretty thin theology and questionable theology as well. I'm nothing against contemporary Christian music as long as it's Christ-centered, but most of this stuff coming out of Hillsong is all about me me me. And Reverend Brandon Robertson is all about my sexuality more than my faith. And and just just today or the other day, he put out something on his Twitter account it only lasts about um, a minute, and I'll play about as much of it as I can stand and about as much of it as you can stand, and then I'll explain why. You may think, well, these are just weirdos. Well, no, you need to understand why this is important.
3: Did you know that Jesus helped his friend come out? In John chapter 11, verse 43, this is what it says Jesus called out in a loud voice, saying, Lazarus, come out. You see, Lazarus was locked up in a cold, dark tomb, wrapped in burial cloths, left for dead. That's exactly what so many Christians and so many churches do to LGBT people. They wrap us up and bind us up and tell us that we need to keep our identity, our true self, locked away. But Jesus, upon seeing Lazarus in this state, he says, Lazarus, come out. Step into the light. Take off the cloth. Be who you are. Come alive. I believe that this is what Jesus is speaking to every LGBT person. Come out of the tomb of shame. Take off the chains that have bound you up. Step into the glory of who God made you to be, fearfully and wonderfully made, just as you are. You are beloved of God.
1: That's Brandon Robertson, who has his own online progressive digital church And he is pushing the LGBTQ agenda by taking scripture and twisting it to be something it is not. And don't think this is just some oddball stuff out there. This is becoming so mainstream, so mainstream in many denominations. It's being accepted. He's not some... He's not some oddball out there all by himself with his digital church. No, you can see, you can find out real quick. Look at the Episcopal Church in the United States. How many of have, have them have embraced his theology? Look at the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, which is not evangelical at all and is historically not Lutheran anymore. They made a mockery and and have destroyed that denomination. You see it in the United Church of Christ, a big number of United Methodist churches. This is the theology that has crept into many mainline denominations. You know, Presbyterian Church USA, same thing. I can remember a small town in South Carolina, and we're talking 25 years ago, like late 1990s. I'm driving past this little Presbyterian church on the outskirts of Anderson, South Carolina, and their sign was progressive, inclusive, welcoming. In other words, they were celebrating sin at a small church in in South Carolina, and this is this is becoming mainstreamed all over. This guy Brandon Roberts Robinson is is he's not. He's becoming increasingly the norm in what is called woke Christianity. I've said it before, we are already in a position in the United States where the majority of people have no relationship to any kind of, of faith or religion, period. Totally non believers, totally disconnected. And of the minority, the 47% that still are, the majority of them are not even born again believers they're believing in the nonsense they're finding in these apostate churches that have rejected the gospel of jesus christ we we got a lot more to talk about on the other side i'm going to run out of time here real quick on this side when i come back i've got a number of stories that i want to continue to share a few things that are going on behind the scenes, and I'm going to ask you for your advice. I really I really need your advice right now, more than ever before. There's some wonderful opportunity out there. I just don't want to miss what God has. And I'll tell you about that in just a couple of minutes. Do you believe in the work we're doing? By the way, Shortwave continues to grow. Thank you, people that you're, you're emailing me. If you're listening to Shortwave, thank you. I see the 9455 signal is beginning to get an audience. And I thank God for that. I'll tell you more about that, too, on the other side. If you believe in the work that we're doing here, would you consider helping us pay for the airtime? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. That box again, number 3248. The city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. Once again, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This is Truth to
0: Ponder. With Bob Beerman. The Palm Sunday King coming up. Shalom alechem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special gift free. More than one gift coming up. Messiah and Jerusalem, two of the most two most Jewish realities, and they come together on Palm Sunday. Now, the Orthodox Jew would say, but if he were, if he were the Messiah, he would have reigned as king. You come to Jerusalem to reign as king. That's where Messiah has to rule from or reign from. And believers will often say, well, he didn't come to reign. Well, the truth is he did. He did come to reign. But the only way Messiah could reign is the way he came. He couldn't reign over a world in rebellion to God, against God. He could only reign over those who follow God as king, those who turn away from sin. So he did conquer by actually conquering sin. And by surrendering, by humility on the cross, he conquered. It was the cross. The cross is the most powerful force on earth. The love of God. He truly was the king. That's why it said on the cross, it said, King of the Jews, Melech Yehudim. He's, he's showing us the greater kingdom. We, we try to conquer by our, our force by, by dominating. But he said, no, you conquer by surrendering. You win by letting go. You, you are, get exalted by lowering yourself. So if you follow Messiah, then you too are to reign, yes, but his way. You'll reign over sin, reign over hate, reign over darkness, reign in love, reign in faith, reign in joy, reign in hope, reign as he did. Stop running the world's race and start walking on the royal road of the king. Fight of the fight of love. Rise above the world. Overcome it because your Messiah did come terrain. Want more? Ask for Messiah and Jerusalem on CD. Now, how often do you get something offered to you priceless and free and life-changing? Here goes right now. Sapphires. It's as precious as it sounds. It'll help you help transform your life. And the mystery of the temple doors on CD. You're going to love it. How do you get these free gifts? Absolutely free. Just remember, Jesus' real name, Yeshua. You dial it. So to receive your free gifts, just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800- Yeshua, Y-E-S-H-U-A and the number one you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient people, the Jewish people and to people all over the world. It's the end time world harvest. We have to get the world the word out to the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 That's Yeshua, Y-E-S-H-U-A and the number one. We can write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111. It's in Lodi, L-O-D-I New Jersey. The zip is 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey 076 44. Until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying shalom Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah or HaOlam, the light of the world, Melech Yerushalayim and the King of Jerusalem.
1: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two. Of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, I've got a few more news stories I'm going to get to in just a couple of minutes, and a little bit of commentary, a few things that are that are actually on my mind today that I just feel very led to share with you. But I want to just take a moment, and I promise just a short time, a little bit of an update on things going on behind the scenes. Now, later this week, I've got a couple of interviews planned with with uh, a husband and wife team that actually produced their own very Christian-based radio program, and I thought it'd be nice to to let you hear about their work in ministry, and then somebody else, also a Christian, and, and knows a lot about health, and trust me, at my age, I'm beginning to really become more and more concerned, and I just, I don't want you to think that i'm getting into oh no he's going to do an infomercial no i'm not but i do feel from time to time maybe we need a break from some of the headlines and and i think this individual when when you hear him uh, later this week i think it's going to be helpful to to all of us we live in a very unusual time and and let's be honest uh us baby boomers, and there are many of you that are in my age bracket that listen to this program, we have some more aches and pains. It's not as easy as it was. And I've learned that the hard way over these past five or so months of being in Florida. There was a time when I was in my 30s and 40s. I was building entire radio stations. I'd work for a transmitter manufacturer. I I did all this stuff, you know, eight, nine, ten hours a day, thought nothing of it. Well, just trying to do some of that work um, these past months has taken its toll on me. And I I realize I'm going to have to make some changes in my life if I'm going to continue to do this radio program. If I'm going to be able to continue uh, to do the things that God has called me to do. I, I don't want to have to ever give up this radio program until the time has come that God says enough is enough. And hand it over to somebody else. But it's not, it's also not right for me not to take better care of myself. And I need to learn more about that for me. And what I learned for me, I would like to share with you. I have had more, shall we say, health issues the last couple of years. And I'm sure the pandemic, not eating right and all that goes with it, has a lot to do with it. Let's be honest transmitter project, got the good news last night, I mean, like, in an email that came to me right after five o'clock yesterday afternoon, that this one piece of equipment that I had been waiting on and waiting on to finish this project the way it's supposed to be finished, and I was getting worried that it may not be here for another month at the the rate that things were, were actually going. And I'll be honest, last week I sent an email saying, listen, you know, you promised this gear would be put together, tested, and in my hands within five to six weeks. And now we're getting to week number 11 and 12. And you're pushing me off, what, to week 13 or 15? And I've got things that have got to be done at the end of this month as we head back north for a season to Georgia. And I'll tell you in a few minutes, what else is in the back of my mind. And I needed to get this job done. You know, I've been putting in a lot of time and effort on something that I really believe in because shortwave radio saw a story today about one of the stations, WRMI that we are on. And they're, they're getting third parties buying airtime to reach Ukraine and, and Russia and other places right now. Why? Because, well, well, we don't have, the governments don't have the, shall we say, infrastructure they once did to do it. And and people have said, well, the Internet's the place to go. Yeah, until you have a war and you see it shut down. I mean, the Iron Curtain electronically has been dropped across much of Eastern Europe and um, into, into Russia. And so international shortwave reaches across borders. It also reaches one of the stations that I'm on with the... Right now, we are on, I think it's three different frequencies every day. Three frequencies every day, different times. And there's actually occasionally a fourth airing. And we're excited about that. Uh, There are four or sometimes even five airings in the course of a day on different times and frequencies. And along with reaching Canada along with reaching into Australia and other locations, we are actually covering virtually all of the United States with our signals now. And I hope to even add more because it becomes, listen, I'm, I'm going to be putting a lot of effort into podcasting along with this radio program. This radio program is heard every day, As a podcast around, you know, lunchtime, the podcast is released for the day, sometimes a little later, sometimes rarely, but sometimes even a bit earlier. We try to produce the radio program on the day or maybe the day before. It just depends on what the schedule is uh, that I have currently. I prefer to do these programs as close to airtime as possible so I have the, the freshest information I can give you, but that's not always the case. So I'm excited, you know, about the growth of shortwave. I'm excited to be there. I'm excited that people are beginning to listen on nine four five five kilohertz, along with the other frequencies. And 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 I, I need to decide how the money that comes in should be used going forward. I want to be a good steward. And I also recognize there is a tremendous amount of population that is, don't know a thing about shortwave radio, and, and I need to help them as well uh, to find out so they'll have a backup. I'm looking at many ways of getting—the podcast currently goes out through a Christian organization called Podpoint, uh, through uh, Anchor and uh, and all these other groups, which gets me on Spotify and, and Apple Podcast, and, you know, all— th- all the tech tyrants, to be quite blunt, were there. So far, we haven't had too much trouble, but I always recognize that day could come. So I'm beginning to look at other alternative podcasting sites, and I really don't know which way to go. Some people say maybe you ought to make it a paid podcast, and I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. Um, I, I wish I it would be nice; it would make life a lot easier but I just don't want to put a price tag on this program. I just don't want to do it. There have been times I've thought about maybe, okay, we take a break at the halfway point roughly in the program, and that's to accommodate um, the primary radio station. That's the only reason we do it. I make nothing out of it, but it was part of the agreement that I made at the very beginning when we discussed all of this, in July and early August of 2020, that this program, that would be a great way to get that program, you know, on to make it at the break point in, my, in this program. And so I've honored that. And it's been a great help for them. And it's it's helped me a little bit in keeping the rate slightly lower. So once again, you know, it, it is what it is. But I would like to see this this radio program and its ministry expand as we're coming into, I believe, a more dark time than we've seen. I made this statement last year that, you know, the coronavirus thing, the, the truth was going to come out to a degree, and things were going to begin to, you know, get back to normal. And a lot of people said, that'll never happen. Well, it is. And when it, the, the Lord just laid that upon my heart and many others that I talked to. He just felt, you know, the truth is going to come out to a degree, and they're going to back off on a lot of the stuff that they're doing. And so here in Florida, of course, where our governor has not played the, the silly games of the reprobates in, in other states, we haven't had these mask mandates and all this other nonsense from the government. Oh, yeah, there's school boards still trying to put these worthless face masks on children. They're getting sued. And that's good. Um, I, I distrust the public school system. Immensely, in most places, there are very, very few left where I feel you can safely send your children. If if look, we've lost Disney. I mean, I'm thinking about that song by the Statler Brothers. Walt Disney's dead, and the screen is filled with sex. That was that song. Whatever happened to Randolph Scott? Remember that song? Well, I'm beginning to realize that that was a very prophetic song. Yeah, not only is Disney dead, but you know they they've they've taken over the corporation of Disney to become a, a channel for satanic <laughs> influence on, on little children. Public education has been taken over. Look, the colleges were taken over decades ago, many of these colleges, by the most extreme leftist and progressives in the nation. They're training those that are in politics. They are training those that are in education. And they're training those that are running medicine and corporations. What do you expect? What do you expect from these, from incorporations now? I mean, I'm looking, you can't even trust Oreo cookies anymore. They're so into the LGBTQ. they're, They're all rainbowed. All these companies are capitulating and caving in to sexuality. What does sexuality have to do with a cookie, for crying out loud? But this is where we've come to. We're drawing these lines in the sand of right and wrong. And the world and the government and those that are not with the mind of Christ keep pushing that line farther and farther. And people that are true believers all across the world are being pushed into little corners, eventually to be silenced, taken off the platforms. I got to give Elon Musk some credit. I mentioned it earlier in the program. He's now got about 10% of Twitter. Yeah, he's going to make some noise, but will it really change? I don't know. If we as Christians are going to stay connected, we have to find our own way to do it. The times, if you were to, if you were to have talked to me, let's go back to October of last year. We're still talking virus, obviously. We're still talking vaccine injury and the dangers and the direction and the reprobate people that are running this planet these days. We were telling you about the World Economic Forum. A lot of people had never heard of them, but they're hearing about them now. We've been talking about it since the beginning. And and we see this trajectory that's not going to change. I keep telling you, we are not going to fix the United States at the ballot box. We're just buying a little bit more time, Maybe. Maybe. And then you got the rhinos out there claiming they're conservatives, like the Mitt Romneys, for example. They're reprobates. They're disgusting creatures. They're liars. They they will lie to you. They will deceive you. They will do anything to keep their power. And he's he's an angry man. He's about to put somebody on the Supreme Court. He's going to vote for a reprobate. Because he is a reprobate himself. There is no health or life in in him. He's a fraud and a phony. I'm not judging. The Bible says you'll know him by their fruits. You can see by his actions the things that Mitt Romney has done. If you had talked to me in November about what was going to happen in 2022 with the invasion of Ukraine and all of a sudden the massive instability and worldwide inflation and food shortages... Look, Germany yesterday discovered the price of their groceries just skyrocketed 50% or more. Sometimes I think about that verse in Exodus chapter 34, verse 7, where it says that God visits the iniquity of the fathers on the children and of the children's children to the third and fourth generations. Now, let's put it let me just make something clear god doesn't hold that fourth generation responsible but the curse that comes and the you know let's put it this way the price that was paid continues on long after those those fathers are gone look at germany 100 years ago just finishing up world war 1 And already setting the seeds for World War II. And the atrocities committed by that generation. Germany was split in half. Germany's power, you know, as great as it may seem today on the world stage, it's not as great as it once was. And now these nations like Germany. Well, they're seeing their gas and oil cut off. They're going to have to find gold or rubles to buy it. You know, we are living in one of the most uncertain times I've ever seen in my entire life. I never thought I'd see anything like this in my lifetime. And I read the late great planet Earth with, written by Hal Lindsey that said it was all going to end in 88. Remember that? Yeah, be wary of date setters. Speaking of which, I I happened the other day, and I'm not going to say who it is. I don't know where, just one of those things I accidentally stumbled across while looking for something else. This prophetess, I've mentioned her before early on in this program, and I remember actually recording for somebody else's program. I engineered it uh, with this fraudster, and I call her a fraudster because she's made so many uh, prophetic predictions that never came true. So she's a fraudster. We must have everything prepared by by the end of August, or it's too late. Well, that was two thousand fifteen, basically seven years ago, or six and a half years ago. And I've looked at other predictions, and predictions, and predictions, and now she has a new last name. Uh, I don't know who she's married to now. I mean, it, it just gets more and more ridiculous. But God talks to her, and you better, you know, you know, send me money because I need to. So God will keep talking to me, so I can tell you what God wants you to do. Well, like I say, this gen- I look at Germany, and, and I think the the nation, it's it's going to be dealing with the consequences for a long time to come to the third and fourth generation and other parts of Europe for the things that they've done. For those countries that have abandoned the faith, look at France, look at look the United Kingdom, look, all, look at Sweden, Switzerland, look all of those places that once once were home to believers in Jesus Christ, to become apostate. They had become enemies of the cross. And I believe that God holds those nations accountable for their actions. And I believe it's coming to Canada, it's coming to Australia, the United Kingdom, and it's going to be coming to America. The time of God's judgment. There is no way to escape it. When you look at these pastors like Brandon Robertson, as I shared just a few moments ago, this guy in Washington, D.C., graduate of Moody Bible Institute. I'm not, I'm not reflecting badly on Moody, but I'm saying these people that are truly enemies of the cross are, are getting they, – they don't just get into the Episcopal Church anymore, the Presbyterian, the Methodist, and what have you. They're getting into the evangelical churches They're getting into even the Southern Baptist churches. They're they're, they're having a lot of turmoil over all these, shall we say, social issues. It's a mess. (laughs) My friend, it it is an absolute mess. Our churches are being compromised and destroyed from within. What does the Bible say? A little bit of leaven destroys the whole loaf? That's what's being allowed into the church. Oh, we want to be inclusive and loving and caring. Fine. The Bible also says you need to get the sin out of the camp. Because if you don't, in time, you're going to keep compromising and compromising. Now, I'll I'll just say this very quickly. I have no particular problem with, quote, contemporary or newer Christian music with only one requirement, that it is Christ-centered. I have heard some newer music that I find very good and of quality. May not sound like something from the 15th century, but whoever said the 15th century or the 19th century uh, was the epitome of Christian music. The Bible didn't say it. Music has changed over the years. But what has changed significantly in the past mm, 30, 40 years is the me-ism that has crept into Christian music. It's all about me, my experience, what I want, how I feel, me and my Jesus, me and my this, me, me, me. That has been the destructive force in much of today's contemporary Christian music. I mentioned Hillsong. They're imploding, and I say thanks be to God for that. They have music like Oceans, right? You know, Oceans. It sounds beautiful, but it doesn't say anything. We have people swaying to the music. I remember I played it before. Maybe I'll find some time to pull it up again uh, from a satire site. You know, what it would sound like if Clint Eastwood just was to read the narration of some of the contemporary Christian lyrics that say nothing. See, people are getting into the melody because the words have no meaning. And they sway with their eyes closed to the music and it becomes sensation, and It becomes sensual, not spiritual. And too many people have confused sensual with spiritual and feelings with faith. We are coming into a very precarious time. And that's why I want to see this program expand. That's why I also want to help others. And this is really on my heart and mind. Where I'm at in life, do I want to maybe start another small church somewhere? Probably. God is leading us in that direction, but not in Georgia, not in Florida. To build a place of sanctuary, to be where a small group of Christians can gather and pray and and just get a reprieve in the work that they're doing. I'll tell you more about that as we go through the next week. It's just really strong in my heart. And we're excited to be leaving as soon as we can from Florida to get on with that program and do the research. It's just I have a hard time sleeping at night. And I want to continue this radio program. I have other projects that God laid in my heart over a year, two years ago, that I'm still not finished getting ready to, for prime time. But they're getting there. Helping others maybe launch their podcast, maybe even a shortwave radio program. Maybe help them produce it. Maybe come together as a as a nonprofit little group or or organization to help to get you know get these things distributed. Share with each other how with the talents that God gave us. Maybe somebody can edit just as good as I can or better to help me produce mine. Maybe I can do something for somebody else. We've got to work together during these incredibly different times. Should I increase the? podcast availability i'm sure that i should is it worth the financial investment it's not much thanks be to god for that it's not great but i don't want this to be a paid podcast i don't want to have a paid you know some programs you can be a subscriber and i subscribe to a lot of things so i can get information to help you with and you know that bill itself is you know pretty hefty each month but it needs to be done to subscribe to trustworthy publications to keep in the know. Because a lot of you can't afford to do that. And so, in essence, I try to weed through all of this. Some of the stuff I get is nonsense, but but I, I try to go through all of it. Because my job is twofold in this radio program. To bring you a few stories, and I can't, I'm not a news department, but I'm going to bring you a few stories you need to know. It, it probably helps you. You're not alone out there in this world with what is going on. I don't want you ever feel alone. But we're coming into a time where the church is going to be coming under oppression. And I need to spend at least one program a week or once every two weeks dealing with how we can be prepared. Look, we the pandemic proved something. The church was woefully ill-prepared. Many a church shut their doors for good. Now, in some cases, I'm glad some of those churches shut down for good. I really am. Or they they got highly diminished. They were were apostate churches anyway. But there's some smaller churches that just didn't survive. They couldn't pay the bills. They didn't know they're afraid to come. They feared the virus more than they feared God. And I mean, this is an issue we have to deal with it. A lot of people don't want to touch, but we have to. We really do. Shoreway Radio, I'm a believer in it. I would like to see more people use it. Uh, podcasts, we need to have more platforms that are outside of the control of the Googles and the Amazons and the, and the Yahoo's and Microsoft. All we, we have to make sure that we are not relying on anything Google, anything Yahoo. Anything Amazon, you know, none of it. Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, Meta, whatever. We got to be, we may be able to use it for now, but no. and just expect that tomorrow morning that door is shut for good and you're locked out. Be ready for that day. It's coming a lot sooner than any of you would ever imagine. Believe me on that. We have some great programs coming up this week that I hope you will hear. A lot of work to be done. But I'm going to ask you now, would you consider investing in this ministry? We we raise money for the airtime. I wish we had a little extra to do some other things, but we don't. We just God has been faithful on the airtime. If you can help us in any way, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That box number again, it's a secure box, 3248 in Crestview. Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's Crestview, Florida. And the zip code there is 32536. Three, 6. We really need you to I'm just praying that you'll let me know that you listen and prayerfully consider keeping this ministry growing. Would you do that for me? I thank you in advance. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth2ponder.com That's truth the number 2 ponder.com truth to ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world
0: great news for a limited time you can get one month free of spectrum mobile service that's right one month free with any new line this exclusive offer is only available at select spectrum stores so stop by today our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill don't miss out on this incredible offer Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing.
2: Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.